Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Chasing the Chip. This is episode 32. As always, I'm your host, Moise, alongside my co-host, Dre. How you doing, Dre? I'm all right, man. How are you? I'm a little depressed. Uh, <laughs> this football team is uh, going to be the death of me one day, and uh, we're definitely headed that way this week and the last month, essentially. Uh, the Washington football team has dropped three straight games. Two good teams, in fairness, but it's it's been really ugly, uh, to say the least. How are you feeling about the Washington football over uh, Washington football team overall? I kind of feel how you feel. I'm just like some of the shit I expected. Oh, excuse me, some of the stuff I expected. So I'm a little bit less attached emotionally, mm-hmm. but uh, it's definitely a lot of looking too good. But the way I see it is at this point, you know. Keep being some shit, and hopefully, you know, we get a pick and we get our guy at the quarterback position because the main thing I've seen from this game is we need to address this position mm-hmm. desperately. Like, these shortcuts and stuff is just not cutting it. This bargain bin shopping, it's, <laughs> it's not it. Uh, and I've been thinking about this lately. And, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I see where you're coming from. I, I'm usually a pretty level-headed guy when it comes to mm-hmm. everything but sports. But this team <laughs> has me by a chokehold, and I cannot quit them no matter what I do. Yeah, but uh, I've been thinking about this lately, and uh, yeah, I know Ron Rivera likes to harp on you know we're building the team around the quarterback position that way we drop one in and then we're automatically a contender. Well, the defense is bad, and that's what you've invested in the most. And it's not like it's kind of bad; it's bad. Uh, through eight weeks, their PFF rating is thirtieth out of thirty-two. Yeah, some of that has to do with strength of schedule, but if you want to be a great defense, you got to be able to compete with some of the best quarterbacks and not just yeah. kind of give up. Uh, for example, like we competed against Aaron Rodgers for like uh, three quarters almost, but then the offense kind of sputtered and lost. Uh, Jameis Winston cooked the defense. Patrick Mahomes was terrible and still cooked the defense. It's not a good situation right now because it's it seems like the team's long term future is always is also in jeopardy. It's it's definitely a rough spot to be in. So yeah. then I start thinking about other teams who have rebuilt recently. Like who has successfully gone through a rebuild? The two Bengals. Teams, <laughs> yes, the Bengals and the Cardinals were my two answers because those teams were ass like two three years ago. Drop in a Joe Burrow. Drop in a Kyler Murray. You're not so ass anymore. <laughs> I mean, you can honestly even throw like the charges in there. Not that they were like ass ass, they were but going, like thirteen and three before they got hurt. But they had like one down year. But but that's not no. Like you can throw them in there because now it's like a whole different ball game. Like they were never ass ass, but shit, it's just different now, in my opinion. We we gotta see. Wait, I'm gonna wait until the playoffs to say that because the Chargers <laughs> have done this with Philip Rivers before too, where they just oh yeah go crazy sure. in the regular season and then sputter out. I, I do think Herbert is better than uh, than Philip Rivers in terms of talent, so possibly it's different, but they're still the Chargers, so I'm going to hold off on that one. <laughs> but yeah, the quarterback position is very, very important, and I got bad news, Dre. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but J.P. Finley reported that not only is Heineke the guy going forward for the rest of this year, uh, and among the Tua Tagovailoa rumors, which started after Deshaun Watson to Miami rumors heated up, uh, we got some rumors around Tua to us. J.P. Finley shut that down, says there was a hard no. Nobody in the building is interested in Tua. And they do not love any of the top prospects in this quarterback class. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, as far as Tua, that doesn't bug me too much because I don't think Tua is that good anyway. But I definitely think that it's something you can, should consider depending on like what the value may be. But I'm, I'm not mad at them for not loving Tua. I definitely think that if he were to come here, it's kind of a crappy situation because I feel like we need this quarterback, you know, oh like now. God. like Sorry, Bradley Beal just missed a wide-open layup twice <laughs> to end the half. And, like, they're laughing about it, but that really upsets me. Sorry. Life of a, no, you're good. Life of a Washington fan, man. Look at this shit. But, uh, but yeah, um, I mean, basically, you know, like, I, I'm not the biggest Tua fan, and I'm not mad at them for feeling like that. It's You don't want to bring a quarterback in there where you don't really care for them. And like I said, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I'm not necessarily for Tua either outside of how I feel about his skill set. I also think that it will be a crappy situation. You know, we need a quarterback now Tua will be learning his second system, third system, if you include college. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just some of the plays to us, not to say that he can't be that guy in the future. It's just 
I think the type of quarterback we need is just Tua hasn't shown that, and I think that he will be a little bit too far. And it's like if you trade for Tua, I still think that you have to be open to drafting a quarterback, and that kind of defeats the purpose. But as far as the Tua stuff, that doesn't really bug me. But as far as not loving these next quarterbacks, that is what kind of upset me. And it's not to say that they have to force themselves to love one of the guys. But I also feel like it's getting to the point where we don't have many options. So it's like, you, you in a sense, you kind of have to learn to love these guys. And I feel like they knew what this class was going to be like before the season happened. So if you didn't love this class, and it's like, if you didn't love this class, why didn't you try to do something last draft and I get that they might not have loved those guys either but we can't keep oh I don't love this guy like we don't have that luxury anymore this is a quarterback league like every team is you know damn every team is getting their quarterback and the guys who have the it factor at the quarterback look at what they're doing you know you even have a team like the Ravens the Ravens have been good for so long but at the same time Lamar is such a difference maker you know what I mean like mm-hmm. it's just I, I just I want them to address the quarterback position I don't want them to keep putting it on the back burner and finding excuses. I feel like there are some guys in this class that you can learn to love. I feel like there's just guys in this class that you can take a chance on. And honestly, with the draft pick that we just had, I feel like if you are, you know, able to take a guy like Jamin, 19 overall, and he's still developing as a linebacker, then I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get how you have feel like you have this luxury to say, oh, I don't like a quarterback. Like, he was a one-year starter at, at Kentucky, linebacker position, and he wasn't like a lot of teams didn't have a first round grade on him. So for me, it's like obviously the quarterback position a little bit tougher to grade, a little bit tougher to draft. But at the same time, it's like if you could come out and you know bend either will and say that you love this guy so much, and you know he's still a work in progress. I just don't feel like when it comes to this position that's obviously more important. You should be, and we desperately need it. You should be like kind of shutting it down. But I also know that it's JP Finley, and he kind of sometimes wants to stir that pot. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Anything for clicks uh, occasionally is correct with J.P. Finley. But, I mean, I think he's usually a pretty reliable reporter. And I think we – Yeah, no, he's, he's reliable. He's but just, he, he does stir the moments. pot on Twitter for sure. Uh, but I, what you're saying about, like, I, I don't necessarily agree with, like, the comparison of Jamin Davis and a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're seeing this year. Linebacker is a pretty consequential position. And, uh, obviously, it's hurt the team pretty significantly this year. But also, there's no more consequential position than quarterback – I agree. Not only is it like, is it consequential? If you miss, you're set back years. It's the same thing that happened. Like, I don't want to harp on this too much, but in 2019, took a swing on a quarterback. The next year, it all kind of faltered for. I mean, it's we're still kind of suffering from it, right? I mean, that's why we have Taylor. It's part of the reason Taylor Heineke (laughs) is currently our starter. I mean, yes, you have to keep swinging until you hit, and there's no real option. We've been swinging for. 25 years at this point and we haven't found anything outside of one year yeah. of RG3. It, it's still not an excuse not to. And I understand, I, like I, I agree with what you said about Tua. Like, yeah, he hasn't shown a lot uh, in terms of being a franchise guy. He doesn't really push the ball downfield. He doesn't, he's not like a check down Charlie or yeah. anything, but uh, he doesn't really throw past 25 yards. It's like, a, I don't know if you know Retro Bowl, like the, uh, the the app. When you get like a base quarterback, that's pretty much what Tua is, but left-handed. Uh, it's it's okay. He's not, but the picks that Tua throws are disgustingly bad. It's uh, Yeah, that one last game was horrible where he just one, completely like, oh man, that shit was terrible. It'll be <laughs> like no receiver within 15 yards level bad. Uh, it's it's kind of nasty, like just to watch. So I, if, if you don't want Tua, I'm cool with that. If you don't love a top prospect, I can respect that because I've seen this class. It's not, like, elite or anything. It's not the uh, the Burrow-Herbert class by any means. However, it's okay. I think it can work yeah. in the right situation. I don't know that Washington is the right situation for any of these guys necessarily. <laughs> but a guy like Malik Willis, I'm, if I had to guess at this point, we're picking in the top 12 at best or at worst. Uh, at all likelihood, top 10, maybe like seven or eight range, if I had to guess. Uh, Malik Willis should be there. A guy like uh, Desmond Ritter will definitely be there. He might go late first, early second type. But those are guys who I can see having success in the NFL with some development. Yeah. If I have to put up with another year of Taylor Heineke and or Ryan Fitzpatrick (laughs) with Malik Willis behind him, I am okay with that. Yeah. If I have to see... Fitzpatrick or Mitch Trubisky 
or Tyrod <laughs> Taylor with no plan, that's a lot more worrisome in the third year of a rebuild because not only are you not committing one way towards your rebuild, you're just kind of waving the white flag until something falls into your lap. That's not, I mean, this is an expression that's kind of <laughs> overly used, but that's not attacking success. That's being very yeah. reserved and kind of entitled in some ways. You yeah. don't have that luxury in the NFL. You're not, Yeah. you're already losing fans. Like I've gone to every single home game so far. The stadium is getting less and less full with more and more opposing fans. I'm sure you've seen this as well, Dre. And it's getting quieter and quieter by the week. And it doesn't well, I, was, <laughs> I was gonna say, well, I will say my section is still a pretty good portion, but you're definitely right. Like when you look around the stadium, it definitely is a I'm just thankful that I have that section that isn't, but you're definitely right about that. I mean, even like it was Sean Taylor's uh jersey retirement. <laughs> it was about fifty percent uh Chiefs fans. Yeah. And I mean, in a way, it's a good thing that it was still 50-50 because a lot of times it's 70-30 or something like that. But it's just like on a day that's dedicated to arguably our greatest player of all time and at least at the at the very least one of the greatest players of all time, the house should be packed. It should be 70-30 minimum, Washington in favor. And that wasn't the case. Like then you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes. You couldn't even sell out a stadium with a guy like Patrick Mahomes coming. Like that it's just it's just a little bit ridiculous. But uh I also wanted to talk about like my last point. I wasn't like I I uh I get what you're saying, and I, I I do agree with you. I don't mean to like obviously like linebacker quarterback different. I just feel like if you can commit to a guy like Damon, like with all the question marks and you know teams having different grades on him, but you feeling that confident that he's that guy. I don't feel like when it comes to a quarterback, you should that that's just what I'm saying. Like if you can go all out for a guy like that then when it comes to a quarterback, you should be kind of willing to do the same. Yes, like you said, if we miss, that sets us back. But it's like, we are, you know, we already, we're already at rock bottom. So, you know, it can't get much worse. Like, we have a freaking 19th overall pick that was a linebacker who doesn't look the part of a first-rounder. And I'm not saying that he's bad. It's just he's not there yet. So if we can take a chance on that and, you know, we're risking our first for that, like, at this point, we don't have nothing to lose. Like, we always end up in a shitty situation. I'd rather take a chance on a young guy than to keep putting these – older guys and these shitty older guys in these situations that aren't helping. But I don't know. It's just, this is really frustrating and something got to give. There is no more frustrating organization <laughs> than the Washington football team. Uh, and that kind of leads me into my last, my other point, which I was trying to go with the Sean Taylor thing. Yeah. This team is the same goddamn team. They were two, three years ago before Rivera, before anything, as long as Dan Snyder owns this team, we will be this laughing stock organization who just tries to do things to get the heat off of our back. There yeah. was zero chance that that Sean Taylor uh, commemoration and Jersey retirement was planned months ahead, like the team said. That yeah, was I'm a not... bold-faced <laughs> lie. Yeah, no, I'm not even going to lie. I tried to get him the benefit of the doubt, like, before. Like, when it was first announced, I'm like, okay, maybe it really was. But <laughs> then you being <laughs> there, yes, yeah, like, seeing it, it was just terrible. Like there was no speech at halftime. You only like the only alumni that I remember being there that was like actually Sean's friend was Clinton Portis. Like there's no reason why Santana Moss shouldn't have been there. You know what I mean? There's no reason why some of these other guys shouldn't have Santana been there. Santana Moss and London Fletcher weren't there, but Josh Morgan was honored <laughs> as an alumni who played like, here one year. Like, bro, like I just and you know that 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 was very telling to me. And then it's like you have a guy like Troy on the Steelers and he they put this shit on the same day so a guy like Ryan Clark couldn't come to the ceremony which also is a little bit telling but I don't know it's just it's very fucked up and I mean I feel like obviously with Dan as the owner you know it's only so much you can do but I'm also tired of guys like Ron and even Jason Wright you know kind of selling us pipe dreams I know it's a business at the end of the day but I just feel like as much as it is a business like you know you can kind of decide what you say. So it's like, I'd rather you say nothing at all than to keep selling those pipe dreams. I felt like this, even with the freaking name change, like mm -hmm. the, the way the situation with Sean Taylor was handled, the, that's the same way that the name change is being handled. That's something that's being butchered and, you know, drawn out. In this sense, at least they're, t like, they're taking all this freaking time on the name change, but couldn't give Sean Taylor the same respect. Then you have this name change that 
it's just it's probably going to be awful once they finally announce it. And it's just like they don't like they just don't handle things that they should handle the right way. Like it's no reason why we should be waiting two years for a name. It's no reason why that ceremony should have been as bad as it was. It's no reason why, you know, we should get online and see the head coach saying this and that. It's no reason that we should get online. And one week, Jason Wright is all active with the fan base. And the next week he's disappearing and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong. I like a guy like Jason Wright. I like him. But at the end of the day, I'm just tired of these guys selling me pipe dreams. And I, I've said it on Twitter and I'll say it now. Like, it's time for if outside of Dan Snyder, because we all know who he is. We all want him to be held accountable. But the, as far as the on the field product, I know it's only so much you can do with the owner like Dan Snyder. But I'm also tired of a guy like Ron getting passes. I know we're in a development stages, but a lot of his decisions that he's made on the field, as far as the on the field product goes, they're questionable. And I feel like a lot of this fan base is like, oh, it's Ron. Oh, we don't have that luxury. This is one of the biggest reasons why we are seeing this product now. Like, yeah, we have Dan and da da da, but it's no reason that we should give you know these coaches passes like it's even to the point where people are online trying to make Jay Gruden a better coach than he is like oh Jay Gruden had to deal with Dan Snyder no Jay Gruden wasn't a good coach as simple as that he wasn't a horrible coach but he wasn't a good coach and I kind of feel like it's the same thing with Ron I don't think Ron is a bad coach by any means but I also think when you're talking about an elite coach and a coach that kind of takes you over the top. I think that Ron is in a tier under that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think he's probably one of the better hires as far as the culture goes. But I feel like as far as the on the field product, he's definitely been looking a little bit questionable. And it goes beyond having Dan Snyder as an owner. Like Dan Snyder didn't decide to pay William Jackson that much money. And then, you know, have him playing out of position. You know, Dan Snyder didn't decide to pay Curtis Samuel all that money and knowing that he was injured and da-da-da. It's just it's just too much dis- or dysfunction, and it definitely starts with the owner. But I just feel like sometimes we like we know what the owner is. We know who he is, and I feel like sometimes it kind of – we kind of negate that. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm seeing it especially now with so many people trying to make Jake Rudin to, out to be better than what he is. I want to set and, the you know, that's record just not straight the on that. Uh, we have had one good coach since Joe Gibbs – and that's Joe Gibbs uh, when he came back. <laughs> Marty Schottenheimer, you can tell me, yeah, he finished 8-8 eight eight or whatever and then got fired unjustly. I, I would agree. Yeah, he got fired unjustly. We've had one good coach in franchise history, in my opinion. Yeah. This 21 ceremony pissed me off a shit ton to the point where I almost, like, that That <laughs> might have been the final straw for me as a fan. I It's damn near unforgivable. There's the 21 on the Phantom logo specifically for Sean Taylor. Yeah. This is the biggest disrespect, and it's an affront to the fan yeah. base. It's an affront to Sean's family. It's an affront to Sean Taylor's legacy. It's And all of that just to get the heat off of this little shit who won't leave me alone's back. <laughs> and it's mind-blowing that the NFL is continuing to give him a pass, even when at the owner's meeting, two victims of Dan Snyder's negligence and being horrendous as a human being came forward and asked for thank you ty sorry i'm gonna yell over you uh (laughs) came into the owners meeting saying you need to tell the public what happened to us and the nfl owners the little boy the boys club or whatever the hell is going on over there shot it down with the exception and i can't (laughs) believe i'm about to give this guy credit And we, and, we, and we all know why he's only speaking out for it. And that's because he lost his coach. And this is, this is, I'm so glad that you just said that because I see fans on Twitter right now at this very moment saying, oh, we love Raider Nation. We love, Raider Nation doesn't give a freak about Washington fuck. football team and about the emo situation. Raider Nation only cares that their head coach got ousted. So now they want the full story. I'm not giving props for that. Like, I'm not giving you props for spreading recognition when the entire league, when the situation first happened, should have been saying, sell the team, Dan, release the emails, release the report. This situation has been going on for how long? And it took for John Gruden, your head coach, to be ousted for y'all to now say, oh, release all the emails. And uh, as, as you know, disgusting as it is, I can't say it's surprising because as much as I love the NFL, it is a very disgusting league deep down. All these owners, we've seen it with the previous Texans owner, if I'm not mistaken. We've seen it with him, or he might still be the owner right now. But either way, we we see it with these owners. We see Jerry, Jerry Jones had that uh it was about a year or two ago where he had the pitchers leak of him with the young girls. You know, we see it with these owners. These owners Urban are disgusting. Meyer. It's not an owner. Urban Meyer, you know, yeah. Thing. 
like this league is disgusting. We see it with a guy like Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis is one of the greatest players of all time, but you know what he did, and you know that he still celebrated. You have a guy like a, I'm gonna a throw almost, out an allegedly just in case on that one because <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, but either way, like the NFL, the shit that they tolerate is just disgusting. You have a guy who allegedly did what Ben Big Big Ben did allegedly, <laughs> and you see like the outcome. Like so, as as crappy as it is, because I don't, you know, I don't like stuff like that. You know, I don't tolerate stuff like that. Victims deserve to be heard, but this is a, a league built on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 not surprised at all that the owners are, you know, all hush hush. Because I'm I wouldn't be surprised if most of most, if not all of them, have are gonna be implicated in those emails or a good portion of their staff members. Because we've heard that Dan didn't even use emails. So mm-hmm. him like the most he would get in trouble for is it being his franchise, but for the most part, like, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these guys, and that's why it's such a hush-hush thing, because a lot of them and their organizations are caught up in it. But it's, it just sucks, because it's such a crappy thing, and I feel so bad for the victims. And then you have the leagues who just are built on stuff like this, and they just don't care. Like They don't. They don't. They don't care. They don't give a <laughs> shit about anybody but their bottom line. And as long as football is making money, they will not care. I don't there's nothing you can really do about it. I mean, nobody's going to boycott the NFL. Yeah. I was I mean, this podcast wouldn't exist <laughs> for starters, but uh it's it's frustrating. Yeah. It's appalling and it's disgusting. I, yeah, it's and, it's bad. And I just feel like we shouldn't have to boycott the league to for basic, you know, human rights and stuff to be <laughs> for basic so empathy respected, for people like, who have been treated in such a terrible manner. Like it's it's, it's just really crazy. Like really sickening like I like I even saw one of the victims who spoke online about Larry Michaels and said that he never apologized despite him him saying that he did. And then I even saw the thing that said the day the Washington Post article released of the whole situation, he got the heads up a day before. So everybody keeps talking about sell the team, Dan. We want Jeff Bezos, but apparently seems like he might be in the mix too because how the hell did Larry Michael know about the article and be able to retire the day before the article came out if his if Jeff Bezos' company and somebody there didn't you know give the heads up, so it, it just it just you know There's, it's just it's just crappy. <laughs> this is a terrible situation and a terrible team that does terrible things to all of us, and it sucks as fans because we face the brunt of it. Not only from other fans, we face the brunt of it every time we read an article. We face the brunt of it every time we watch a game of football because they're clowning the Washington football team. I can't. It's gonna happen more, like you said, with the name change. It's it's gonna be a terrible name, and they're gonna continue to make fun of us, and it really, really sucks. But I mean, nothing we can really do about it except yeah, hope it I gets d- better. <laughs> yeah, it just sucks because it's like you see the stuff happening, and it's like, man, like it's only so much you can do it. And like you said, like without the NFL, this league wouldn't exist. But like I said, like, we shouldn't have to boycott. We shouldn't have to, you know, sacrifice our feelings or like, I care so deeply for the Washington football team, but at the same time, I'm so disgusted by what is taking place. Like, I feel like, you know, like my emotions and, you know, my morals are fighting each other because it's like one part of me wants to say like, you know, fuck this team. Like, how could you allow something like this? But in another part of me, it's like, I've been, attached to this team since I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, like you just said, like you said earlier, like, it's so deep with this team. Like, I can't see myself, you know, just stepping aside and saying F them. Even when I jokingly, you know, say I'm going to support other teams, at the end of the day, this is my squad. Like, this is who I'm with. Like, when I'm crapping on the team on Twitter, I'm also on Nike and NFL shop buying merch. So, right. it's like, it definitely sucks that I have to, you know, even fight those two, you know, sides of myself because of, you know, stuff like this. And I know there's plenty of other fans who feel the same way. And it just, it just really sucks. But at the end of the day, my heart goes out to the victims. And I mm-hmm. hope that... Congress steps in and we get the truth. I don't like I don't care what happens to Dan. I don't care what happens to anybody in this organization currently, except the players. If you're a good person, I want, you know, like you to be protected. But at the end of the day, like the victims come first. And that, and that's all that really matters. I don't give a damn about no owner. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn about no money, what, how the league suffers or anything like the victims should be heard. And these emails need to be released like point blank, period. Is that's it. The most we can do in this case is just. Try it our best to separate ownership slash organization with the actual on-field team. Yeah, I mean, they leak into each other because I'm sure, like, <laughs> I mean, Bruce yeah. Allen definitely made his share of just offensive things that affected the football team. 
uh, Lavernius Coles in 2005 comes to mind, where they basically just shitted on his career because he refused to restructure. Um, but it's it's going to be rough, and you just got to separate it as best you can. And, and it doesn't help that the team on the field is also dog yeah. shit right now. And, and, and that's the worst part about it. But it also, like, this whole situation also just makes you wonder, like, you can't, like, you don't know anything about these players, these owners, or nothing. Like, who would have thought John Gruden, you know, would have done stuff like, like, it's just really crazy. Like, I just, I just need this team to be better on the field. So that's all the stuff that we can talk about. Like, yeah. and, you know, it's so funny. Like, we have such controversy right now with the Chiefs and the Braves, like with the Tomahawk talk. And it's still such a big deal. But because the Chiefs aren't as good as they are, but, you know, the last couple of years they've been good. So, it's just it, that's still a controversy, but you're not hearing it as much because these teams have been good or are good and have good players in place. Like that's yeah. that's what's so crappy about it. Like we don't have that luxury because both sides of it is so shitty. And then I feel like we have some good pieces, but it just it never comes together. Like when the offense is clicking, the defense isn't clicking. When we have, mm-hmm. you know, we have 20 to 30 good players. The the twenty remaining somehow suck so much that they interfere with the twenty to thirty. That's good. It, it it's just just so frustrating, man. It's very frustrating. Well, yeah. All right, we're gonna try to transition back to talking about <laughs> the actual team because yeah, we have three weeks of football we haven't really talked about. Plus the game coming up this week before the bye. But yeah, it's all really bad. But we're gonna do our best. <laughs> this week, like you said, it was kind of when the offense is clicking, the defense isn't, and this week. It was the opposite because the defense was kind of clicking and the offense wasn't. We'll start this week and kind of go back. Um, I think William Jackson being out actually was a plus for this defense, as weird as that is to say. He's yeah. been he's had a very, very rough start to the year. Part of it seems like is his struggle to adjust to zone coverages versus man. But even in man coverage, he was kind of getting cooked. And uh, he was leading the league in defensive penalties. Josh Norman vibes heavy coming from... Uh, William Jackson, which is not good. Um, And overall, it just kind of feels like last year, all of the free agents and draft picks hit. This year, not so much. Obviously, Cosby, pretty big hit. St. Juice, it seems like he's pretty good. Outside of that, the rookies haven't really been contributors that frequently. Like, Diami's made some catches, made a couple of plays, but, I mean, he's also kind of got negative receptions and a ton of drops. I think his catch rate a couple weeks ago was like 30%. (laughs) And now he's yeah. injured, yeah, and the yeah. wide receiver core is definitely thin. And it's – the free agents just haven't done anything. I mean, William Jackson, not good. Fitzpatrick got hurt the first game of the season. I, I will say Eric Flowers was a good addition because I was just starting left guard, and he's been solid this year. Uh, they should have never even let – like, it's just so dumb that we got to give them credit for bringing Eric Flowers back when he should have I mean, never left. We're saving left. money. Like, uh, it's, we're paying him less. Oh, than I mean, don't get me so wrong, it's, but it's, it's still fine. like, you know what I mean? Like, we already knew that he was going to be good. Like, yeah. uh, You lowered his value this way, so it's all, it's all right with me. But, he uh, didn't lower his value. The team did. The Dolphins lowered his the value. The Dolphins, that yeah, that's true. the team Dolphins, I was talking yeah, about. Yeah. Dolphins definitely lowered his value because that offensive line is yikes. That's part of the reason I think Tua might succeed here as well, by the way, because that offensive line is dog shit. Yeah, I, pretty I, good. Yeah, I think of the teams that he could go to, this would be the one that he would see, especially with the scheme that we have. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to take Tua, it's just like, are you going to, are you like ready to commit to that guy? You know what I mean? Are you going to give him half a season, a year or two? And it's like, if you do give him two years and he's not good, like, you know, like that, that definitely fucks us up. But uh, like you said, as far as William Jackson, I'm not completely ready to give up on him just because, like, I definitely know that it's harder to, you know, kind of transition what you're used to playing into a new scheme. But it's definitely not looking too good for a guy who got paid that much. And the same thing with Curtis Samuel. We all love Curtis, but this is not ideal. And then, you know, you got some rumors coming out that teams knew that Curtis had injury concerns and this team is one of the teams that knew and that's why Curtis didn't have many offers but this team still went out and gave him the deal that they did knowing that it could have been a problem and then it's like if he wasn't ready then he shouldn't have played and it's like now it's like it's it's just man but um yeah and then with the draft like we got a first round linebacker who one minute he's looking pretty decent he's and then the down. next he's learning. the next he's you know, and, and I have no problem with him learning, but it's just like when you make that decision to go that route, mm-hmm. 
it can't be a situation where he's learning and not, you know, making plays consistently. Like it's a play once or twice every other game or so. And I just don't feel like with the way that the team talked about him and the decision that they went in saying that, oh, we've we like we felt that we need a linebacker before the quarterback. And not to say that the rookie quarterbacks have been so amazing, but just still, it's just like this is not what it should have been. Then you have the guy that most of us wanted in JOK that we even thought that the team was taking. He's injured right now, but when he started playing, he was making those plays. So you see that from a second round and a guy that most of this fan base wanted. And it's just a little bit frustrating. Then, like you said, we have a guy like Caldman who was a very good pick, but now he's injured. Then you got Jane Juice, very good player, but he, you know, has his mistakes here and there. And I'm not going to fault him for that. But then you go down. down enough to really say one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I think St. Juice was a, a much better pick than a lot of us gave credit oh, for. I'm for not sure. going to say for great sure. yet. I'm not going to say great yet because it's just, you know, a little bit left to see. But uh, but after him, like, you go down the list, Diami, I think year two he'll be a lot better. But it's looking like we might have jumped the gun a little bit as far as what we expected from him. And then he's dealing with the injury bug. Outside of him, you have a guy with Cheeseman. Cheeseman is a long snapper, like <laughs> – and then you have a honestly Cheeseman is one of the few very successful <laughs> draft picks. He hasn't missed like, a snap yet. So like man, then you go down the list. You have Shaka Tony who's now dealing with an injury too. You have the other guy, William Bradley King, who's injured. Work. John Bates, all he's good for at this point is special teams. He had the one good block on the DeAndre <laughs> Carter kickoff. That's uh, then you have Dax who who's he's looking actually like been pretty good. Yeah, I was he's about just, to say that. He's not getting targets. <laughs> he's a seventh round pick, so it's like, you know, but he's and it, and that's another thing. Last game, he was wide open in the end zone on that Ricky Sills Jones yeah, play. I mean, and it's just... Okay. Well, I will say about that play, like I'm I agree Heineke wasn't good that day, but that's the one throw I will say. Uh he threw the ball before Milne got open, and it looked like the DB saw that and gave up on the play. Yeah, he was yeah. open, but I mean, but no, he made a good move though, and I mean, I I fought I fought Heineke for that too because everybody knew he was going with that ball, like, and it was so obvious, like, and and, and, and ends. like, man, like, even outside of the, I, like, I y'all, everybody knows how I feel about number four, and these last couple games have shown it, and all the people who called me a hater and da da da, I hope you all are eating your words now because he's not it. And he's not going to be it. Like, and it's up to the point where I wouldn't even give a damn if we were to cut this man. Like, I definitely think he could be a decent backup. But if we were to cut him out to the season, you wouldn't see no tears from me because he's just he's just wildly inconsistent. And his 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 I football think that makes IQ him a good backup though, like a really good backup. His, his football IQ is just, and that's what I'm saying. I'm I mean, he I think that he's a good backup, but I also I don't have attachment to backups. Like, you Fair know, enough. it is what it is. Fair enough. But uh. But yeah, he's just that, that. These last couple of weeks, he's are not looking pretty. <laughs> he's rough. Uh, the Packers game, especially, was an indictment of not just Taylor Heineke, but probably the offense as a whole. Yeah, you can tell the offense is kind of banged up. I mean, a lot of injuries on this offense. Not to make excuses, they are just bad still. But uh, red zone. Do you know what the Packers defense was in the red zone before this game, uh, and allowing touchdowns? No. 15 touchdown conversions on 15 attempts by opposing teams uh, against the Packers' defense in the red zone. So it's 15 touchdowns. After this game, they are 16 of 20. <laughs> we went one... Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Sorry. Uh, no, did we score late? Yeah, I think we, we scored a touchdown late or something. But yeah. Um, we, scored, we scored a touchdown early. We scored a touchdown early. Yeah, that we one... Finished with 10 with, uh, we finished with seven, I thought. No, we yeah, we finished with ten. Finished okay, with 10. so sorry, uh, that's fifteen of twenty. Then <laughs> never mind, uh, because yeah, the one touchdown we did have was forty yards, and it was outside of the red zone. So yeah, that's not good. Uh, <laughs> we came away with a blocked kick from Chris Blewett, who is by the way the new kicker now that Dustin Hopkins is a Charger. Good for Dustin that he found a new spot, I guess. But uh, he's a Chargers kicker, which means he automatically sucks. Uh, I mean, I shit on Dustin But he's too coming much. from the Washington football team, so it also means go. that he's going to be a pro bowler. It means he's going <laughs> to kick 90% from 60 yards out. Uh, just because, yeah, whatever. Blew it. I thought had an okay game. That would be CW gifting. Yo, yeah. To the Shout out to CW, man. <laughs> I didn't even know he As was in always, chat right now. Yeah, Shout me out either. Thank you, As bro. always, my guy. Uh, Yo, you've gifted a total of 857. <laughs> that is freaking That's insane. Insanity. Like, dude, seriously, thank you Honestly, so much. I can't like even you're count that you're amazing. That's a lot. Like 
Yeah. That is freaking insane and just awesome. The Phantom Superfan, CW himself. What a legend. <laughs> uh, but yeah, offense was a problem. And that really sucks because the defense was kind of making plays. And the defense has made a few plays over the last couple of uh, weeks. Like that Chiefs game, we had those two interceptions, one of which was just terrible by Mahomes. Yeah. When he was just falling and just kind of threw the ball up to nobody. That was, I don't know, he looked like Daniel Jones <laughs> on that play. I didn't understand it. But um, we still had to, I mean, I'll give credit to the defense. They still had to catch the ball. I think it was McCain who came up with it. So uh, good stuff, I guess. But man, uh, defense has been making plays and offense has been letting him down. It's no, I agree. Of the, uh, the start of the season. And I, and I think it's been going on longer than people like to admit. Like the Bills game, I'm not I'm not completely blaming it on Heineke. Don't get me wrong. The Bills game, we're never gonna win anyway. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to win. I'm just saying, like, ever since then, like the offense has not been consistent at all. Like they, I mean, you had the Atlanta game, but that was about it. Outside of that Atlanta game, from the Bills, skip Atlanta, but from the Bills and then da da da. This offense has not done crap shit. Even when he did have that touchdown, Gibson played a big role in that. That's all I'm saying. I'm not blaming that game on him. I'm just saying, like, the offense hasn't been good. The one game we was good, we played a crappy team. You have the Saints game. Another game where no, nah, same game is like, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna put that on the offense. That shit was entirely on the defense to me. No. No. That's fine. I, I mean, mean when I'm you're not allowing a Hail listen, Mary at the end I'm not of the saying half, that the defense is fault. I'm not saying that the defense is blame free. They definitely get majority of the blame. But you also can't have a situation where your quarterback goes out and throws all them awful balls. Like, right. uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Lattimore had a crazy game, and every freaking throw was off, like, just off the mark. Like, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not completely blaming him. Damn near every game has been fair share of blame, yeah. if we're being real. Like, even if it's not the defense, it's been some other reason. But I'm just saying, like, there hasn't been a consistent game from the offense yet outside of the Atlanta game. And even that was a game where I said, like, the numbers, like, we end up in the end zone, but it still wasn't that pretty. Like, no. the balls were overthrown, and even a guy like Mark Willis, his review said the same thing. Mm -hmm. But these last couple of games, like, you're not going to win like that. Like, the Chiefs game, even though Dustin Hopkins missed that kick, he still was our leading scorer with, if I'm not mistaken, he had 13 points or something like that. Or seven he had of the, six, he had seven. the offense had seven. No, he, oh, had he had seven. seven, and the offense had six, I guess. And before that, point. it's been the same thing. Like, even when he's missing, he still had majority of the points. Like, you can't win games when your kicker has majority of the points, and he's still leaving points on the table. Like, mm -hmm. that's just so crazy. And yeah. I'm, that was one of the biggest things last week. It wasn't the kicker, but, like, the offense left so many points on the table. And it's like, dude, like, you can't – you're not going to win games like that. Then he finally has his first kick. That gets blocked. Yeah. And it just was ugly from there on out. Yeah. I mean – Kicking situation hopefully isn't just spiraling out of control. I mean, Blewett, it seems like, has a little more leg than Hopkins uh, at this stage in their careers, but who knows? I mean, his accuracy looks pretty good, too, but if, if he's kicking low, that's going to get blocked. Shout out to Tim Settle, by the way, for coming back and getting a block of his own on a field goal right after that. That was pretty cool. Uh, I think that was the first block kick since, like, 2015 or something that the graphics had on TV. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. That I I don't remember the last time there was back to back drives with blocked field goals. Let like, let alone field goals in the same quarter getting blocked uh, in an NFL game. So that was kind of cool. But uh, outside of that, this team is not entertaining, and it's it's been really really rough to watch. Hopefully, I don't even want to say hopefully we'll improve because at this point I kind of want us to just lose. So who knows? Yeah, I feel the same way. I don't. Just don't uh, lose division games so I can brag against Cowboys fans. I, I don't even give a fuck at this point. I mean, obviously, if you beat the Cowboys, I'm cool with that. Well, listen, I'll say this. I want them to be East Division team one time. But other than that, I don't give a fuck. I think that's fair. I, at this point, I mean, it looks like the Cowboys are... Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. Uh, yeah. So, this week, we play the Denver Broncos. Not a great team, kind of in a similar position to us, but I think they've won a little bit more. That whole division has gotten really, really good, by the way. Uh, the Ra I think the Raiders are winning the division. They are. And the but it's Chiefs like, are third in the division, which is kind of crazy. But the Raiders are only winning because the Chargers had their early bat. That's true. That's true. Uh, I mean, 
We'll see. Uh, the Raiders could just fall. Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying like the Raiders won't win it. I'm just saying right, right, right now, I like mean, they right have now, the edge because yeah. that game. If the if the Chargers win after the bye, I mean they're tied with the Raiders. Uh, yeah, they're they're about on pace with each other. But the Broncos and Chiefs are in a dogfight for third place in the division, which is not a good look for the Chiefs. It'll be the Chiefs if they don't improve. The the Broncos are not good. <laughs> That's what I was gonna get to because the Broncos have lost four straight after a three and zero start. Uh, they're de- I think Von Miller went down last game as well, but. I don't know. With the way we've been playing, I I don't think I can pick us to win a single game. Oh yeah, I don't. I agree with you, but it's just it's going to be two bad teams playing each other. It's I be think very the Broncos. Yeah, I think the Broncos have a decent defense, but at the end of the day, it's not a defense that's going to shut you out. Like I think that they can contain you, but it's also not a defense where it's like, oh my god, like they scare me. Like no, this isn't a good team, especially on offense. Mm-hmm. You have Teddy Bridgewater, who's been decent this year, but he's still not that good of a quarterback. I still think that their offensive line is pretty weak. Mm-hmm. Uh. Melvin uh, Gordon, he's a decent running back, but I, I don't want to say this and it bite us in the back. But at the same time, he's not our run. You know, you know what I'm trying okay. to say. Yeah, our run defense <laughs> has been good enough for me not to be worried about him. They do have some weapons on the outside, and their corners are banged up. I think uh, Darby might be is out for an extended period of time. Our good old friend Ronald Darby, Kyle Fuller, Kendall's brother, I think is also out for a little bit. I'm not 100 percent sure if he's going to be back this week or not. So there are weaknesses to be taken advantage of on this team right now. Um, but I am just kind of confused as to, like, I don't, this is one of those games where it could go in any direction. Uh, either team could blow the other one out, or it would be a close game, go to overtime. I can see a tie happening in this one. I'm going to have to make up my mind because we're going to make predictions <laughs> at the end of this. But yeah, it, if you told me any of those results, I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I... I think it's going to be like the Browns game last week. I guess the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Just kind of running, grinding the ball out. If Antonio Gibson can have a Dearness Johnson type game, which is strange to say, that would be a blessing because that means we're probably going to win the game. That being said, his shin is still banged up and he's probably not going to do that. So who knows? I think it is so it sucks so bad because we need him. But yeah. It's getting to the point where they might have to shut Gibson down until he's fully healthy because they're never gonna do that. Yeah, they're never they never are, but it's it's not helping him. Like it's not. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, every game he comes out and it's a different injury. Like he's still able to play, but it's something new, or he's still a little bit banged up and can't practice during the week. That's moment, one of the biggest. It kind of issues. moved down his body. It went from like yeah. groin to thigh <laughs> to shin. Now it's a stretch fracture and, in this shin. And the thing that he needs to practice on most is holding the ball. But you can't practice when you're sore every single week. Yeah. And it's like, it just, the you know I mean? like are becoming an issue. Uh, yeah, like, he had his third one this week. It's not good. It's great that he can play through the injuries, but we also need you to practice on protecting the ball. And you're not able to practice when every game you're banged up to the point where you can't practice and you're a game time decision. So it's like, I don't yeah. know. We desperately need him, but it's getting to the point where it's like, if we are this bad with or without him, you know, you might just got to make that call. That's another big difference from this team to last year. Uh, last year, kind of felt like we were really good about turnovers. Whether that be limiting them on our own side. Yeah, the quarterbacks would throw picks occasionally. But also defense coming up with them. Uh, they did a good job of it in Kansas City. Like I said, they had the two um, two picks. I think there was also a fumble in that game. It was also, I mean, they did a good job against the Chargers week one. But outside of that, there haven't really been too many, like, plays made by this defense. Some of that is because you gave up on some ball hawks, uh, like Jimmy Moreland, cutting him. He was he has great ball skills. He was somebody who will get you like two, three picks a year. Uh, it's just kind of rough. <laughs> like the defense has regressed this much, not just because uh, it's it's worse and like it's a bunch of new guys. Also, you gave up on guys with some pretty damn good ball skills who can pick off some balls for you. Yeah, you're. You drafted Jamin to do that, but, I mean, he's been okay at best in coverage. He's been better just kind of running, seeing ball, getting ball. Um, That one play against Mahomes, I think, came to mind where he saw him trying to run out of the pocket. He closed the distance in, like, two seconds, and Mahomes had to get rid of it. It was pretty close to a sack. I I don't know. I I, want to go out on a limb and say we're going to get a turnover off this week, but Teddy Bridgewater's pretty good at game managing and not just kind of throwing picks. So I'm going to say I think we get like a fumble recovery. Yeah, I was going to say I think it'll be a fumble before. I say Off of wanting the, one of the running backs. I think it's, uh what's his name, Javante Carter is the backup, the rookie this year. 
Javante Williams? It's Javante something, right? Yeah, Javante Williams. Uh, we'll go with him because he's their third down <laughs> running back. I think he's going to fumble the ball this week. Uh, Melvin Gordon has been kind of losing touches week to week. And uh, as a fantasy owner, I'm not really happy with that. But it Me is either. <laughs> it's like they need to just trade him at this point. Trade him or just give him snaps. Aaron Holiday just got a block. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah. In terms of threats, we've kind of been nailing the threats, by the way. Uh, the game before the, the podcast before the Saints, we said Marquez Calloway and Deontay uh, Harris. Deontay Harris had that wide open 74-yard touchdown. And then uh, Calloway had the Hail Mary at the end of the half. So we've been pretty good about this. I see – I don't even know if this guy's healthy. Is KJ Hamler healthy? No, I think he's out with an ACL tear. Oh, well then. He can't do anything. Yeah, he's, he's missing the rest of the season. Jerry Judy, I feel like – is going to be okay, but since he's their wide receiver one, we've been kind of okay about shutting those guys down outside of Devontae Adams. No, I think it's still Tim Patrick right now. I was going to say Tim Patrick is probably going to be the guy who gives us two touchdowns this week. Yeah, I think it's going to be Tim Patrick. Uh, Jerry Judy, as crazy as it is to say, he doesn't put fear in me. And honestly, this might come to bite me back in the ass. But <laughs> Now that you said that, he's going to have a Cordero <laughs> And let me knock on something. But, uh, but like I see everybody freaking out about him, but Judy has not – been that guy that we thought he would be yet. And that's not a quarterback, to be fair to him. Yeah, but it's also – it's also the quarterback is also his fault. Like, his first year, he did in the season pretty decently. Yeah, he heard it 56 yards. But was with missing games, too. Yeah, I was going to say he did in the season pretty decently, but he missed a lot of balls because his hands did not look as good as you thought it would be. His route running isn't bad, but it's just – it's not what you thought it would be. So, again, I – just because I said it, I won't be surprised if he does kick our ass. But yeah, now that you said that, I'm changing my answer. No, <laughs> Tim but, Patrick, uh, I do think is a good shout to kind but of. But yeah, I think us. it's going to be Tim Patrick instead of Judy. Like the fan base, like oh my god, they're like oh my god, he's back. He's no, I don't think that's the case. I think it's going to be the guy that's been healthy. And but at the end of the day, I also see this as a situation where I don't think the Broncos score more than 21 points. Just because I don't like, I think that we have the defeat, defensive oh. line that will contain them, and it'll just be. I don't know how I forgot about this guy. Cortland Sutton is just going to get 300 yards. Oh, this game. Shit. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot about Cortland, too. Yeah, yeah. see, that's even, first of all, that's even more reason why Judy isn't the wide yeah. receiver one. Yeah. But, uh, but no, even with Cortland, um, I think that they can tank Cortland. Uh, and I still think it'll be Tim Patrick. I just don't think we have somebody like, I guess it would be Cam Curl who matches up with him best because Cortland Sutton kind of has that tight end issue where he creates mm-hmm. matchup problems because he's just a big ass receiver. I think he's like 6'4 and strong. Uh, even if he's not like the same as he was speed wise before these couple of injuries, even though he looks pretty close, he's uh, it's just not. <laughs> it, it just poses such a big matchup problem to us that I think he might just get 200 yards anyway. Um, yeah. No, I think 200 is a stretch. It would be like 150. I think we've done pretty well with with, uh, containing most of the wide receiver ones we play. Like, we have. Yeah, like outside of Keenan Allen, I can't tell you. Devontae Adams kind of had a a pretty No, but that's the thing. Like, he had a touchdown on us, but he didn't really go as crazy as you thought. Like, he had. I guess that's true. He had six. Reception wise, he had six or seven receptions for like 76 yards. But that's that's okay. nothing crazy. That's actually not as bad. It felt like he dominated the game. Yeah. But. But he, like yeah, I looked. I'm like, okay, that's not too bad. Like the touchdown was obviously ugly, yeah. and that's where most of his yardage came from. But other than that, they 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 actually contained him pretty well. Then you had Lazard, who kind of, yeah. and that's kind of been the common stream. We contained Diggs, and it was Sanders who popped off. Mm-hmm. We contained. Um, Oh damn! I can't even say Tyreek. <laughs> no, Tyreek. Tyreek torches everybody, though. bro. That is so crazy because. For damn near the whole game, this man was hushed. Yeah. Then out of nowhere, he just he, and and the and that, made, that thing where he's that, just open. <laughs> and that made me look at him so differently. Like I can't, I'm, I can't fault him for being good, but it just pissed me off so bad. And it's like, dude, you were shit the whole game. Now you make this one play late in the game, you want to be talking all this big shit. But it's also like we lost that bad, so it's, you can't say much. But it's, yeah. it just pissed me off so much because I just hate when NFL players do that corny stuff. But like I said. Uh, with Cortland playing, I'm still going to say Tim Patrick, but I won't be surprised if it's him. But I just think that 
wide receiver ones, we've contained them decently. And I mm-hmm. think that the wide receiver twos have been the biggest issue for us. Mm-hmm. So I would say Tim Patrick, but I could see it going either way. Tanyan did score on busted coverage. Uh, Fant could have a similar thing. Tanyan oh, is struggling this year yeah. as well. So that's, that's not. <laughs> I forgot about Fant. That is who's going to kick our ass 100%. <laughs> could just be all of these guys. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater has 400 yards throwing. But. And I, I got Fant in fantasy too. So <laughs> I think I'm about to start this man because we can't contain. A goddamn uh, tight end if we try it. Like, we just got to put Cam Curl on them at the hip because he's the only one with the ability to guard tight ends. Maybe Jamin <laughs> develops into that, but he's not yet. So Man, I mean, granted, it was Kyle Pitts in college, and he was crazy, but that was his daddy, so I can't say <laughs> I'm too sure about that. Right, I'm not going to hold Kyle Pitts against him. That's why I said <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Kyle, Kyle Pitts, Pitts, so I can't say yeah, too I mean, much. But also, too, like... the NFL draft for a reason. He was everybody's daddy in college. Like, that guy was ridiculous. But, yeah, but... Yeah, if he can... if. If uh, Jamin can develop into the kind of guy, wow, Spencer Dinwiddie. If uh, if Jamin can develop into the kind of guy who can contain like average tight ends in the NFL, that's a successful pick. I don't no. see that happening this week, but <laughs> it it's possible. I guess. Listen, if your ceiling is containing average tight ends, you're not a good pick. You're a decent pick, but you're not a good pick. I mean, how many? All right. Well, let me put it this way: How many linebackers have been in Washington have been able to contain tight ends? But that that's the bar is in hell if that's the bar is standards. in hell. But, but that's literally, what I'm if he's the if he's able to defend tight ends consistently, that's that's a good. That's I mean, a good if you say all tight ends consistently, but I'm not going like if he stops right. Evan Ingram, I'm, I'm not going to no. say he's a good pick if he stops Evan Ingram. Like I'm only on. excluding like the elite, like Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. I mean, yeah, Pitts. that's different. Like those are the but, guys who I'm. Not, that's why I'm saying average tight ends is like the tier below those guys. Is I, I it's probably the wrong uh, word to it use dep- with average. It depends but. on which tight ends you include in that. Because sure. some of them, like I said, if you're stopping Kyle Rudolphs and Evan Ingrams and <laughs> everybody uh, but Eric Ebron, no, you're Kittle, not good. Kelsey and Pitts consistently. Everybody else consistently. Maybe you get them a few times. That's that's all I would. That's a successful linebacker in my eyes. But also Cam Curl can do it right now. So maybe don't leave him to the wolves on that <laughs> but yeah um outside of that i think ready for some yeah, score predictions out the rest of the game yeah it was a it was a thigh contusion or something right leg contusion which is not as bad as what it looked like so that's okay just hopefully he's better soon uh the game got real close as soon as he went to the bench or as soon as he went to the locker room so i hope we win still but yeah um what was i saying yeah, score predictions for this game. Uh, I'm going to bring back the giveaway because we were gone for so long, and I'll up it to $75. Goddamn. Yeah, I got it this week. It's all good. So, uh, I, mean, I mean, nobody's hit it. So I'm about to tell you off the rip, I am not affiliated with Phantom Sports Network. <laughs> I'm just a guest on the podcast. <laughs> So if I win, it's not rigged. Hey, if you win, if any, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reply as well. I'll give myself seventy five dollars if I have to. <laughs> uh, anybody who enters can win. Just be sure to reply to the tweet at chasing chip on Twitter. If you get the score exactly right and one touchdown scorer, you will win seventy five dollars. Um, either Cash App, PayPal, or Venmo, whatever you want. I got you. This one is tough because, like I said, it can go in every single direction. I think it is going to be kind of low scoring and ugly. I could even see I I think we avoid overtime because I think the Broncos kind of roll over us the second half when we lose all of our fight. So I'm going to go What's the nastiest score I can supply? <laughs> 18 18 to 3. I'm going to go I'm going to go 13 to 17. Who's winning? Oh Broncos! Broncos Damn! Win. Oh no! I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to stab. I don't know who wins. I'm gonna up mine from three because I think we'll get more than three, especially yeah. if Von Miller's out. I'm gonna say uh, eighteen to ten because I think Blewett is gonna get a couple field goal opportunities and miss because mile high. Damn, we do have Blewett. As crazy as that is to say, not to say that he's a bad kicker. It's just I don't know if I can count on him to make two, especially in Denver's at, especially in Denver's atmosphere. So, see, I'm about to say thirteen to ten. 13 to 10. <laughs> Who's the winner? 30, uh, I'm going to say 13 10 Broncos. 13 10 Broncos. If, and my score is going to be Fant. Score is kind of rough. I think they're going to get to the goal line and just give the ball to Gordon, or so mm-hmm. I'm saying, to help my fantasy team. 
So I'm gonna go with Melvin Gordon rushing touchdown. And now you got me over here questioning it, bro. <laughs> this is a rough game to kind of predict, but uh, it's two no, bad actually, teams. It's two below yeah, 500 no. teams for a reason. I'm actually I'm gonna go back to I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with my first one, 17 to 13, and I'm gonna still say Fant because I think that it'll be him and Gordon. Okay. But I'm I'm gonna go Fant for this prediction. 17 13, Broncos win. Fan is a touchdown scorer. If I have to say for Washington, ah, I'm not, I'm not gonna guess for Washington. No, <laughs> I think Adam Humphreys would be a good pick for Washington this week. I don't know why. It's just a gut feeling. <laughs> You're probably so right though, but it's just a gut feeling. Like, uh, I mean, if Diami's hurt, uh, what's this called? Um, Curtis Samuel might be back this week, but I think the attention's gonna be away from Humphreys a little bit more. Maybe J.D. McKissick, who's been pretty good this year, might be a solid pick as well, especially if uh, Gibson still kind of banged up, which it, he appears to be. That probably is not going to go away. <laughs> so, I'm starting Terry, so it's not going to be Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely see that. Plus their safety. I think Justin Simmons has been bad this year from what I've seen. But, uh, I mean, it doesn't help when all of your corners go down. So... <laughs> Who knows, man? Uh, we could be here next week with a slightly different attitude, but, I mean, if you drop three straight, this is the energy we're going to come at you with. So please play better because the show gets more entertaining when you play better. Yeah, I was dreading this so bad today. I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like, we got to touch on the other games too. I'm like, This Damn. is only fun because we can freely <laughs> shit on them together. Yeah, so it's, it's so crazy though because I fully expect this to be a situation where they probably do win this week. But yeah. just like you said, you can't win three and expect us to come out and say, hell yeah, we're about to win this shit now. Yep. No, they're just going to do that to get our hopes back up before the bye just to get us back. Oh, <laughs> I don't give a damn what they win. This is still a bad team. Oh, like, it's I'm, terrible. Yeah. This fan base, like you said, this I guarantee you if this team wins, this fan base is going to be talking so much crazy shit on Twitter. They, it never fails. Like every single oh. week, it's a different tune. Let us put up three touchdowns. Heineke will be the guy again. Oh my! So, oh my God, bro! It is so ridiculous how much this fan base flip flops. Like, first of all, you have people on Twitter now. Like, I don't. Wanna, I never like Fitzpatrick, but this is one of my biggest grinds right now. This man had a hip injury, and somehow people think he's going to come back and be this massive savior. He's 38, 39. Eight has a hip injury. That's one of the worst injuries you can have at that age. I mean, to, to put that in perspective, I mean, it's obviously not the same injury, but yeah. Tua had a hip injury in college that nearly ended his career. He has not looked the same since. And he was 20, he was 20 at the time. A 38-year-old man does not have the same <laughs> healing capacity that a 20-year-old. And it's not like Fitz is just this amazing runner. Like, so obviously, in, in a sense like that, it's not going to be the issue. But the thing is, when Fitz needs to run, he does. But yeah. I think this is going to be the case where the hip is going to come into play where there's times where he's going to need to run, mm -hmm. and it's not going to be that. But, yeah, this fan base is just too flippy-floppy. I love the people that I've interacted with, that I've come to know. But as a whole, this fan base is just terrible, especially when it comes to a guy like very before reactive. we end the show, before we end the show, this is, I want to say something. This is something I'm very passionate about. And it's probably because I'm, I was a fan. I'm the fan of the college that he went to. But are you fucking fans on Twitter right now saying that Chase Young is a bust and he's a jag and all this stuff? No, You're so goofy, so goofy. Like, this has been grinding my gears all, like, this whole week because the things that people are saying right now, it's just ridiculous. Uh, and it's just, it, these are the same fans that were begging for him. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, he's not free from criticism. But the things that people are saying, like... It's Chase Young of all players. Like this, you're acting like this man is just dog shit. Like gonna, they, they, they're giving him Josh Doxson treatment at this point. Like, <laughs> like bro. I'm gonna do my best to put into perspective the Chase Young situation. Yeah, he only has one and a half sacks this year, but he has 24 hurries and I think 12 quarterback hits. That's pretty good for an edge rusher. It's not yeah. elite, which we need him to be. Yeah. But then again, I mean. I heard John Kime say early in the year that the team is asking him to do certain things to raise his ceiling and make him a better pure product of an edge rusher. Things like stutter steps, things like stunts. We've seen a lot of stunts these last couple of weeks where he kind of goes inside and pain goes outside. Those kind of things will benefit him long term. Yeah. Might make him a little worse this year, which I'm okay with. Also, your secondary is probably the worst in the NFL. So when the ball gets out in less than two seconds, it is almost impossible to get a sack. 
And that's gonna be the situation for the rest of the year unless some crazy trade is made. <laughs> like that's why, like, like all these fans keep talking about the defense. Like the defense isn't good, but the one thing I can say the last couple of games, it's not the defensive line. Like the secondary is so bad that it's affecting the entire defense. Like the defensive line these last couple of games has been pretty damn good. And it's not showing like it should because we have such a dog shit secondary. I would but, like to add the qualifier. It has not been the premier force that we need. It's been good. It's yeah. been borderline great. But we needed to, like, dominate games if we're ever going to win. And they have not done that, to, except for John Allen, who's been playing really, really well. <laughs> I will say, too, though, this is the game, like, that they need to step into. Yes. And it definitely sucks that this may be the game where they go crazy and then we have the bye week. But either way, hopefully we get a big game this weekend. But I just I just want better from this fan base because – some of y'all be saying some crazy things and wonder why we don't get good things. It's because y'all do some things that makes us not deserve good things. Yeah. We can't but, have uh, that's things. it. But Thank yeah. you to the good fans, though. <laughs> Thank you to the good fans. You know, We're not saying you have to be, like, loyal to them yeah. forever, but criticize when it's fair, right? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, he has not played his best football. He's played pretty good football. Like, I just feel like there's so many other things that we can, you know, be focused on and saying. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, like, I'll be the first one to tell you, he's not playing at the level we expected. No. But I'm also not going to sit there and say, oh, my God, he's a bust. He's like, that's just not it. And then there's so many fans now like, oh, we should have took Justin Herbert. It was never going to be Justin no. Herbert here. It was going to be Tua here or Isaiah Simmons. Like, that was the only two people that Ron Rivera had in mind. Well, Ron, with Jeff, Ron said it's with either Jeff. Burrow or Chase. That's what he said after the fact. So I don't even know if that's the case. Yeah, and I mean, it's just like doing the draft, like they said, Isaiah Simmons and yeah. Tua. But Ron himself said Burrow or Chase. So it's like, cut the shit, just please. And let's focus on some more important things. We have good guys on that defensive line. I don't know about beyond it, but we definitely <laughs> have some good guys on that defensive line. And they don't deserve to be any – none of them deserve to be bust. It's the same situation with a guy like Deron Payne. You still have fans debating whether he was the right pick over Derwin James. We got, we got a damn good player. Focus on praising these players and stop – focusing so much on yeah. these outside players like around that kind of thing yeah like i just feel like there's so many other things that we can focus on rather than shit on the players that are actually good or decent for us like <laughs> but uh i just had to end that i just had to end the show with that rant right quick i'm sorry no i understand it, just been bugging me. it definitely is like i, I don't want to say annoying i don't think that's the right word but it's it's I, I think it's just a distraction from like what's actually going on yeah Wow. And I just feel like too. Be I just feel like too. Like a lot of times, fans say these things and don't understand that it gets back to athletes. Sometimes, like everybody was so upset when Chase did the sh- motion during the game, but oh, then yeah. they get online and say all these things and expect athletes not to react. And yeah, it's like you can argue like you're not playing that great to be shushing people, but I don't even think it was necessarily to like our fans in general. I think it was more so just a thing in general. Like you know, kind of just everybody loves to talk, but not da da da. Point like that's that's it. But everybody just, has to have a take on everything. I think that's like, part of it. <laughs> that's what Twitter kind of is in a nutshell. Everybody has a take on everything, and everybody has to have. To, everybody has to know it. That's that's what Twitter is. And we're all guilty of it sometimes. Oh, but it's just it's just. I'm some so guilty of it. I started others. a podcasting network. Come on. <laughs> it's just people. Some people are just worse than others. And I, I just like I said, I just can't believe like. It's been so many busts that we've have come through here, and it's like we get one good player, like one player that the league actually respects. Yeah. Like, and and this is how you treat him. Then if it was a situation where he was to request a trade or something, then it's like, oh fuck you, like you don't like no. But y'all the same ones who you know giving all this shit. It's just I just want us to focus on what's important and be better and you know like you said don't take away from the shit that actually needs attention and yeah. needs you know certain things that's that's just not it you have every right to be angry but if you're gonna be angry focus on the stuff that actually should make you angry don't 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 do all this extra shit. like bro let's get sell the team dan trending instead yeah. of calling our second round pick in his second year who's only 22 a bus who just won defensive player defensive rookie of the year like mm-hmm. that's Better things to focus on. I mean, yeah, it's (laughs) it is what it is, I guess. People are always gonna have stuff to complain about. People are always gonna have their opinions on stuff that they really don't need to have opinions on when there's other shit going on. But it is what it is. Hopefully this team can rebound, get a little more positivity surrounding it. And yeah. It is every year, bro. I've been saying this every year my whole goddamn life. Yeah. It's all I can cling to for the smallest shred of hope. So no real choice. But uh, yeah, with that being said, 
Uh, be sure to follow us on all socials uh, at Chasing Chip on Twitter, at Chasing the Chip on Instagram. I got to do some more on Instagram. I think I have like three posts on there. Um, <laughs> be sure to follow our personals. Drew, you changed your ad, didn't you? Yeah, it's now Dreezus. That's tough. I like that. Uh, and I'm still at the Moe's. That one's probably not going anywhere. I like it. Uh, <laughs> no, that's that's a brand. That's a brand. That's the brand. That's, that's what I got to keep. Uh, but yeah, uh, we should have, I, I think there's no token boys tomorrow. I think it's, um, it'll probably, it might be this week. I don't know if for sure. I think it's going to be Saturday, but it might be Saturday. you'll get an announcement. You'll get an announcement. Be sure to follow at Phantom Sports Net on Twitter for every update. Phantom Sports Network on TikTok. Uh, I think Ty has been posting on there pretty frequently. We had the whole summer of Steve thing. That was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, be sure to tune into that. And with that being said, see you later. Peace.